the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, over the recent uh, Halloween time, Kathleen and I saw an old Boris Karloff movie, the original Frankenstein. And then I read a little bit about the novel Frankenstein, written in 1818 by Mary Shelley. I think you all know the story about Frankenstein, a monster that was created by kind of a mad scientist, but he was a prominent citizen in the town. And once he brought this Frankenstein monster to life, he even says in the movie, I have become a god because I'm able to create life. But what I found interesting is Mary Shelley, when she wrote this 200 years ago, she said the theme of the book is that modern science, unmoored from God and his morals and ethics, would end up creating out-of-control, destructive monsters like Frankenstein. Uh, again, this was 200 years ago. During COVID, in our time, everyone was told to follow the science, embrace lockdowns, the COVID jab. Turns out that propaganda, this propaganda, was perhaps the deadliest misuse of science ever. Science is being grossly misused in other areas as well. We're not against science, but it's being used to promote climate alarmism, transgenderism, transhumanism. It's all related to, we think, the religion of technocracy, which we've talked about it before. We have a fascinating guest today, Alex Newman. Alex is an award-winning international journalist. He's with the New American Magazine. He's the founder of Liberty Sentinel. He has a global reputation for hard-hitting reporting. Welcome, Alex. It's great to be here. So, Alex, one of the recent uh, shows you did, you have podcasts and broadcasts, and you did an episode on climate change alarmism, and you referred to an interview with Dr. Willie Soon. Now, Dr. Willie Soon is apparently one of the leading astrophysicists in the world, and by the people that believe in or promote climate alarmism, I guess he'd be called a climate denier, a pejorative term. But he has recently published some peer-reviewed um, research in respected journals about an alternative view of climate science and what causes global warming. And uh, it lo- it's, it's related to, I believe, the sun more than, you know, carbon emissions. Could you, Alex, could you just hit on some of these bullet points? You interviewed Dr. Soon. What were some of the points he made? Having me. And so Dr. Soon is probably the world's top astrophysicist. Uh, in fact, uh, prior to taking off and doing his own independent thing with Ceres uh, last year, 
He was actually with the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics, probably the world's most prestigious uh, astrophysics institute, uh, jointly managed by Harvard and the Smithsonian. So this is not some, uh, you know, fringe or wackadoodle or, or, or nut job. This is a guy who is literally at the top of his field. In fact, his work has been cited even by the UN's own top scientist, the chairman of Working Group One for the Inter- Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. This is the UN organization that does all their climate science actually has cited Willie Soon's research multiple times in his own scientific papers about these issues. So the UN knows very well who Dr. Willie Soon is. Uh, Nobody ever attacks him on the science. That's one of the things that's so interesting. So here's a summary of what is going on. Him and a group of uh, several dozen scientists from around the world over the last few months now have just published three groundbreaking and incredibly explosive peer-reviewed scientific articles, papers, in top peer-reviewed journals. This is like the gold standard when it comes to so-called science. And what they showed in these three papers, again, there's three separate papers, and they're all related, but they each deal with different aspects of this. What they showed, one of them shows that about 40% uh, or more of all of the observed warming that has allegedly taken place uh, is entirely attributable to what's called the urban heat island effect. This is uh, well-known among scientists. In fact, um, the uh, chairman of the working group one for the IPCC, who I mentioned earlier, has cited Wilson's previous research on this in his own scholarly papers that are cited by the UN IPCC. So uh, this is very well established. And uh, what the the uh, paper showed is that essentially 40 percent of the observed warming is coming just because these temperature stations, these thermometers were put in areas where a city has grown up around it. So let me give you an example. Let's say um, 50, 60, 70 years ago, somebody put up a thermometer, a temperature station out in the middle of a field or you know, out, out in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing out there. Well, in the next 50 years, a city grew up around that temperature station. Now, the temperature station is still there, and it's going to register some warming because there's a city that's been built up around it. Anybody who lives in a city knows that the pavement gets really hot. You've got you know, ACs blowing hot air out of them. You've got, uh, you know, car and you've got all kinds of things. That Absolutely are true. I'm just going to interject, Alex. I grew up uh, a while back in Detroit. We were out in the burbs and it got really cold in the winter. And typically, and I remember this because I was always a numbers guy, it was about five degrees warmer in what they were reporting in downtown Detroit versus where we were, you know, say 20, 25 miles away. There was about a five-degree difference Fahrenheit. So that's yes. an example. That's an example. Yeah. And this yeah. is very well established, right? Not, not even the most raging lunatic global warmest who, who's just passionately dedicated to this cult would dispute that. So their study showed that about 40% of the observed warming is entirely the result of this urban heat island effect. As soon as you control for that, 40% of the warming just poof, disappears, doesn't exist. It was all fictional to begin with. That takes wow. care of 40 One of the <laughs> that's, other papers. That's that pretty significant. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a big chunk. Uh, 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 yeah, it's yeah. almost funny. I mean, here you bury the thermometer in the ground or, you know, you have it established and then it it changes because of the city. Wow. You built some well, pavement, you pavement around it. You forgot that a city grew up around it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and see, they know this. The, 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 the warmists know all of this. They just don't want to acknowledge it because it discredits their hypothesis, which is that human emissions of CO2 are causing warming. So they've got to manufacture warming because there hasn't been enough to support their hypothesis. Now, the rest of the warming, they have a different paper that addresses the other 60%. What they found using NASA's own data on something called total solar irradiance, without getting into all the complicated science, this is basically changes in solar activity. Obviously, the sun sometimes is more active than at other times. Sometimes the reactions going on there send more heat to the earth. Sometimes they send a little bit less. And, what, and of course, Dr. Willie Soon is probably the world's top expert in this, being in astrophysics. All of the rest of the warming, the other 60%, can be more than explained by changes in solar activity as measured and tracked by NASA's own systems. In other words, 100% of the alleged warming that the UN and the federal government are using to scare us into giving up our money and our freedom is entirely explainable without one iota of alleged human-caused global warming. So these studies taken together completely debunk the hypothesis, completely discredit the entire multi-trillion dollar movement that argues that our emissions of CO2 are leading to global warming. And they don't know what to do about it. So they're just pretending like these studies aren't out in the literature and they're making fun. And, 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 and hasn't Dr. Soon been attacked by Michael Mann and Gavin Schmidt of NASA, the, the hockey stick guy, Michael Mann, he's... He's called him names. He's called him some really un, unwarranted uh, names because they can't argue the science. They and never, they never really engage either. Yeah. Trillions of dollars are at stake. And so yeah. instead of our money and freedoms going away, it could well mean their jobs and their money could go away. <laughs> I mean, you know. Right. That, that's the, that has been the response from the climate establishment. The world's top climate alarmists, including Gavin Schmidt, uh, who's the head of the uh, Goddard Institute for Space Studies uh, at NASA, makes uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year at your expense. Right? Uh, you've got uh, Michael Mann, the uh, the clown who got caught uh, in the ClimateGate email scandal, conspiring with other pseudoscientists to hide the decline and hide their data from other researchers. These guys have actually taken to Twitter, and, and I'm not being facetious here or anything, and they are behaving as kindergarten children would behave. They're, they're posting that, uh, you know, these, these uh, studies are produced by clowns, right? They're using little clown emojis. They're, they're <laughs> essentially calling them doo-doo heads like you would on a kindergarten playground. Yeah. One of the things that they're not doing is addressing the science, right? They're, they're not claiming that the science is wrong. They're not publishing their own peer-reviewed papers. They're attacking them on silly, personal, childish reasons. They're saying, well, you got a check from ExxonMobil once, and so therefore nothing you say counts for anything. If the science is wrong, write your own peer-reviewed paper and explain why it's wrong. But they That's won't do that. That's what doing science is. And there's been this misuse of it and this worry about how science can be misused, at least, and I'm sure it was before this, going back to 1818 with Mary Shelley, but th we discussed it at Stanford. I joined the National Association of Scholars, and that was a lot of concerned, honest scientists and scholars that science would be misused to gain power instead of this disinterested pursuit of truth. And boy, are we seeing that in this example. I mean, this is huge. This is really, really significant if this is true, because they're not doing science. They're misusing it. Science is debate, and when you have some new data come up, but that that is credible, 
Then you debate it. You revise your hypothesis. Wow, this is really amazing. I want to ask Alex. So, Alex, what is your assessment? You got as we were briefly discussing. You've got all this, you know, scientific establishment power and media power and others we could mention that are that say things like ninety-seven percent of all climate scientists agree that this is a catastrophe, et cetera. Do you think the word? My question is: Do you think the word is getting out through people like? You and others, and Dr. Willie soon, and and there's been a because number they have of others. The press still, yeah. On their side. How optimistic are you that that we're going to be able to eventually, you know, educate enough of the public that we can stop this freight train towards uh, not not a good future if we go along with all this multi-trillion nonsense the battle for the minds of the public. And, and let me give you a clear example. Let me see if I can pull up the, um, um, yeah, let me see if I can pull up my, cause I did an article about this for my personal website, liberty just the other day, they did a, a poll, the AP and NORC uh, about public attitudes in the United States toward climate. And uh, here is what they found. Let me, so what they found, they, they asked uh, Americans, a number of questions. And uh, first they asked if uh, they believed in climate change. So these are American adults. Right. And most people said, yes, I believe in climate change. I, I believe in climate change. Climate has always changed. <laughs> it's, right. it's changed since we came in the studio this morning. That's exactly right. Climate has always changed. And, you know, th- there have been times that have been very, very warm. When the Vikings first settled on Greenland, they were farming there. A thousand years ago, they were farming. Go try to farm on Greenland now. See how far you get, right? Right. Uh, grow anything on Greenland right now. Uh, That's because it's way colder today than it was a thousand years ago during the medieval warm period. So yes, climate changes. God controls the climate. This isn't something that is uh, new or mysterious. So when they asked Americans if they believed in climate change, most said yes. But then came the second question. Do you believe this climate change is being caused by human activities? And when they asked that, they found something very interesting. Most Americans reject the man-made global warming hypothesis. Most Americans believe that the climate change is either not happening or it is a result of natural processes. So most Americans understand this. That is so fascinating. And, And this is what has come out numerous times in polls when they do it the right way, right? When they ask people, hey, do you believe in climate change? People say, yeah, of course, climate change. <laughs> it's a little different, yeah. but climate change. So people don't believe this lie anymore. That's the encouraging news. There are many, many scientists speaking out. I've interviewed, I mean, if I had to take a guess off the top of my head, I'd say at least 100, maybe 200 top scientists around the world. Uh, recently, I interviewed uh, Richard Lindzen, uh, Emeritus Professor of Meteorology at MIT. Uh, I've interviewed many times uh, Dr. William Happer, who was Donald Trump's climate advisor, professor of physics at Princeton University. I've interviewed scientists from the UNIPCC who have told me that this thing is a fraud. In fact, their lead sea level reviewer, Dr. Niels Axel Morner, um, studied sea level for 60 years, said they are absolutely lying. And he told them that they couldn't publish this in their IPCC report because it was fake. They did it anyway, and so he had to resign. But um, th- this is what's going on. In- so incredible, and I know they shut censorship. down the uh, the program to put the windmills out offshore in Massachusetts because it just doesn't make any economic sense. And maybe this is really helpful that people are catching on to this. I want to I want to I want to so switch gears topic, though. We could yeah. easily finish up the program on this and have tons to talk about. But I want to touch on another area, Alex, where again quotation marks science 
Uh, Toss seems to be running amok. And you recently interviewed a lady named Kristen Williamson. She's an investigative researcher in Arizona. And I thought this this was interesting. You um, you talk about a guy named Michael Crow. Most people have never heard of him. He's president of Arizona State University, but he apparently has very close, long-standing ties to the CIA. And then Kristen was saying that the CIA, with our taxpayer dollars, is funding biotech companies working on things like transhumanism projects and, oh yeah, bioweapons. And she mentioned even they're working on, with our tax dollars, brain-to-brain linking and neural dust. Could you enlighten us, Alex, a little bit? What the heck is neural dust? (laughs) One of many technologies are being funded by the deep state here in the United States by people like Michael Crow who is, of course, uh, running InQtel, which is the investment arm of the intelligence community. By the way, it's literally a front for the Central Intelligence Agency and the NSA. Uh, They're using it to invest in startups and technology companies that are creating, developing technologies that might be useful to the so-called intelligence community. Now, uh, neural dust is an interesting technology. It's, It's the stuff that they can implant in nerves of living beings, and it, it's just unbelievable what it does. It, it can connect with nerves. It can connect with neural pathways, and um, it, it actually can do uh, unbelievable things. And this, like I said, is one of many technologies that are coming at us at breakneck speed. Uh, some of these are already in use, right? You look at, for example, Neuralink, which is being developed by Elon Musk right now. This is a human brain-to-computer interface that is wired into your brain that picks up the electrical signals that are going through your brain and then communicates that over to the computer world. Uh, these things are, have already been implanted in human beings. And these are the things that we know about, right? We don't even know what they're doing in their secret underground laboratories. And so what they're working on is ultimately a mechanism or a series of mechanisms to be able to fuse human beings with technology, to be able to merge human beings with computer systems. And a lot of these people uh, have unbelievable delusions. They think they're going to evolve into gods. They think they're going to have eternal life without Jesus Christ. They think they are going to uh, become superhuman. And, uh, and of course, all of this is totally delusional. It's just as ridiculous as the Tower of Babel. But um, and, and in fact, if you look at the lies that are being um, consumed and spread by the leaders of this movement, um, it, it's actually the exact same lies that Satan told Eve in the garden. Right? You're going to live forever. You're going to be as gods. Right? Uh, it's, it's the same lies. It's the same lies from the pit of hell. And so, wow. and, and I mean, it, it could be really, really dangerous. It, Talk about creating Frankenstein monsters. What if you create these brain-to-brain links and then it gets out of control? I mean, they're already saying that about AI, that it's going to control us instead of us controlling it. I'm, they're they're just playing with fire. They're playing with danger. And, and no, I don't think God's going to allow it, as you say. However, they could do a lot of damage in the meantime, couldn't they? I mean doing massive amounts of damage already, uh, and they're going to do much, much more, I believe, before this is brought to an end. Uh, So even this concept of neural dust, right, Uh, the the DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, they've got a a page on neural dust on their website, and they talk about implantable neural dust is enabling precise wireless recording of nerve activity. Imagine the, the implications of having the government 
these evildoers that are quite literally slaughtering millions of babies at taxpayer expense. Imagine the implications of allowing them to monitor, track, and analyze all of your neural activity, all of what's going on in your brain, in your nervous system. Uh, you know, the, the potential for evil here is just off the chart. And, well, and there's the, the nanotechnology in the in the COVID vaccines. I mean, we don't even fully have the implications of that yet. Things I mean, are just, moving forward awfully yeah. fast. And it gets, again, I guess the main theme of our discussion, Alex, is these are fascinating things, some of which we have not been aware of at all and some we have. But the idea of science on board from God, from Ethics, the idea that, that scientists for generations have been saying, now many scientists have been saying, if we just get rid of this religion and superstition, then we can have real objectivity, then we can do real science. And I think now it's reached the point where, yeah, we're seeing what they have in mind with real science. It it's, goes off it's the deep end. Sca- it's yeah. Frankenstein monsters all over the place. Yeah, uh, and so so Kristen Williamson is inve- investigated this, and something is being done about it, right? I mean, or is there? A- well, she's working a lot on it. Yeah, yeah a lot's being done on it. And you know, step one here to, is against to, it. In other words, to control. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. And, and step one is just to make people aware, right? If, if you're a doctor, the very first thing you need to do is examine the patient and come up with a diagnosis, figure out what is wrong. Well, what's wrong is we have a bunch of megalomaniacs with way too much of our tax money that are doing freakish so-called science that is ultimately designed to enslave humanity and get rid of large numbers of people, uh, eliminate human freedom, and centralize all power and control in the hands of a tiny elite. And, and they say a lot of these things publicly, right? Yeah. They just they, put it on the front page of your newspaper. They won't put it on Fox News for the lemmings. But um, they're saying a lot of this stuff <laughs> in their own conferences, in their own Zoom meetings, in their own publications. And so uh, there is a lot being done to stop it. But first, before it can be stopped, it has to be understood. The public has to be aware that it's going on. And so uh, I've been working on this for years now. I started giving talks around the country on what's called transhumanism uh, several years ago. And um you know, that, that's the first step is to educate the public about these threats. And, you know, I don't want to come off as anti-technology or anti-science. Technology Not can at be all. Good. Yeah. And, and science can be good. I mean, God, science should be a way of understanding God's creation. It's, if it's all done, how you use it. Yes. If it's done in a biblical context for, for the purposes for which we've been placed on this planet to glorify God and love him forever, then science is very good. And technology can be very good, right? I mean, if a firearm is a very good and very simple example. A firearm in the hands of a soldier or a police officer or a good citizen can be used to protect innocent children from harm. A firearm in the hands of an evildoer can be used to kill innocent people. And so, you know, the firearm itself is not good or bad. It's the intent of the individual or individuals using that technology that determines whether these things are good or bad. And so some of these technologies could have potentially good applications. Now, some of these, I believe, veer into territory that humans ought not be messing with. Uh, for example, uh, they are now combining human DNA with DNA of other organisms. They're, they're creating human mice. And, and they say this. Right? It's in the mainstream media. That they're combining yeah, I've, really? I've seen that. I've oh, seen that. Man. That's scary stuff. We could really yeah. go off yeah. into that a lot. Yeah. But in the time remaining, we have about two, two, three minutes. Can you tell us more about the Pilgrim Society? Because we know about the Council on Foreign Relations and the World Economic Forum, but this is another group that's maybe even above them. 
Yeah, I'd never, he, I'd never heard of this group before, and I don't know how much you've yeah. gone into it, but I never heard of it before watching your interview with Kristen. It's a very important organization. Now, the cover story is that it was promoted to pro- uh, it was created to promote Anglo-American friendship, right? We just want to make Americans and Brits closer. We want to promote business relations and diplomatic relations and things like this. But the reality is the deep state, if you want to call it that, that's why I call it in my book on the deep state. It's an international operation. It's not just based here in the United States. And so the Pilgrim Society is a very important nexus, a very important control mechanism whereby the elites in the United States and the United Kingdom can work together for these sinister, evil global purposes. So it's a very important organization. It brings in uh, evildoers like, for example, Henry Kissinger uh, has been a key player within this organization for a long time. And it's one of the coordinating mechanisms that they use to try to basically reshape the planet along the lines of uh, the new world order that they've talked about that Henry Kissinger outlines in his 2014 book, World Order. So it's a very dangerous group. It's one of a constellation of dangerous groups, and uh, we ought to be shining the light on these things. Well, just just closing up, you mentioned a book of yours. Is that your latest book? You want to mention your book again and how people can get it? State the Invisible Government Behind the Scenes. Now, it is available on Amazon for like $100. I don't know why that is. I don't get any of that money, so I don't know why that's happening. But you can get it from my my website, Liberty Sentinel, S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L dot O-R-G, LibertySentinel.org, or you can go directly to the shop, LibertySentinel.org forward slash shop, and uh, you can get it there for like $12 plus shipping. So, And the name is The Deep State by Alex Newman. Deep State, The Invisible Government Behind the Scenes by Alex Newman. And one Absolutely. other thing, Alex, we try to That's always right. leave our listeners with, if anything comes to mind, what can our listeners do or what can the... Uh, for lack of a better word, the average citizen do to help fight against some of the threats that we've talked about today. Hey, but get on your knees and pray. Open up your Bible. Connect with a local church. If you haven't yet, recognize that Jesus Christ needs to be the Lord of every area of our life, including our politics, the education of our children, our family, our business, our work, our job, etc. And, um, you know, get, get yourself informed is a really good starting point. So I would encourage people to uh, get good information. So, you know, start with your Bible and then move on from there. People can sign up for my newsletter for free. It's at LibertySentinel.org. People can sign up for the New American Magazine newsletter. It's free, thenewamerican.com. These are good sources of information, and that's a good starting. Thank you so much, Alex. We're going to really want to have you on again. Fabulous interview. To bless your neighbor, do not donate to the Pilgrim Society if you forget anything. (laughs) But more seriously, as Alex said, said, turn to your Bible, pray, including prayer for revival. Until next week, Biblical Citizens, let's roll! Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll! Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.